1: And welcome to the World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world, written by our correspondents here at The Times of London. I'm Nick Ellaby.
0: And I'm Jenny Ballsby. Coming up on today's podcast, King Charles cancels his Paris plans and what the first 3D printed cake tastes like.
1: Plus, we've got more on those Nord Stream explosions, now a massive geopolitical who-done it.
0: Start today's podcast in France where there've been violent protests over President Macron's unpopular plans to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64.
1: Millions have taken to the streets to protest against the controversial plan which saw Mr Macron use executive powers to deprive MPs of a vote on the legislation last week.
0: So some 440 police officers have been injured, 475 people arrested, dozens of protesters also injured, including a woman who lost her thumb in the Normandy town of Rouen.
1: The violence has now led to the King of England, Charles III... To cancel his state visit to Paris, the Elysee says the decision was made after a telephone conversation between the king and president.
0: So earlier, I spoke to Adam Sage. He's a Times correspondent in Paris. He told us this is an embarrassing development for Mr. Macron.
2: Figaro is already saying on its on top of its website that this is this is a big blow to French reputation on the international stage, and of course it is, um, and all the more so that the, front, the French are very, very concerned about their international reputation. So yes, this this is this will, this will be a blow to Macron. It's a setback and an embarrassment for Emmanuel Macron and beyond that it's a setback and an embarrassment for France.
0: So this was due to be the first state visit by the king and queen consort of the new reign. I'm curious to know how significant this decision was, Sarah Hewson's a royal correspondent. I asked her that very same question. This isn't a state visit for the king and queen consort. It is the first state visit of the King's reign and an awful lot of thought and planning went into organising this visit, the kind of message that they wanted to send, the relationships that this visit was set to forge. And initially it had been speculated that the King perhaps might make his first state visit to a Commonwealth country. In fact, it turned out to be European countries to France and Germany all part of Rishi Sunak rebuilding that relationship with the EU post-Brexit. And so the fact that this first Part of the state visit is being cancelled is highly significant.
1: Jen, do we have any idea of when this visit will now go ahead?
0: Well, President Macron held a press conference earlier today, Nick, and said the visit will happen when calm is restored, and he and the king are looking at a date in the summer, which would appear to suggest he doesn't think there's going to be a quick solution to the unrest in France. Jenny,
1: I spent my underground ride this morning reading about the mystery of who blew up the Nord Stream gas pipeline in the Baltic Sea between Russia and Germany last September.
0: Yeah, two weeks ago we reported the theory some private Ukrainian or Russian-speaking dive team may have done it from a yacht.
1: But that seems to have been debunked now. The yacht doesn't have the room to carry enough kit. In the six months since the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up, we've seen the CIA... The Brits and the Poles all accused and the idea a Russian submarine or ship could have been involved is very much still in play. But Moscow has strongly denied being behind it.
0: Well, now the Times has verified evidence from amateur detectives working from open source intelligence about two more boats that were in the area before the explosions.
1: One is Danish naval vessel, the P524 Nymfen, which tracks suspect Russian shipping activity. One evening last September, it made a detour from its usual route and turned off its transponders, making it untrackable. Also in the mix is this Greek-flagged tanker shipping oil out of Russia that was seen drifting around in the area as well. The Times' Berlin correspondent Oliver Moody has called this a giant shaggy dog story. I managed to catch him on the phone from an airport in Finland and started by asking him, why did this Danish naval ship go dark?
3: That is an absolutely impossible question to answer based on the information in the public domain. At the moment, it may have been that it didn't want the Russian intelligence agencies to to know its exact whereabouts during that time.
1: And Oliver, what do we know about this Greek-flagged oil tanker in your piece that was taking oil from Russia's Baltic coast and was drifting around in the area a few weeks before those explosions?
3: The company that operates it has said that it was drifting around because it was simply waiting for instructions on where to go to. They said it was perfectly normal behaviour. I'm not sure that that is perfectly normal behaviour. There's no sign that it did similar things on any of its previous voyages in the months beforehand. It's
1: amazing stuff, Oliver. Are we any closer to solving the mystery, or do we now seem further away?
3: I would actually say that we're we're further away. But but, but as a reporter, that that's great fun to see a theory kind of come up and then and then gradually unravel and be replaced with with a new lead. I mean, it, it's going to be rolling for some time yet. My understanding is that the certainly the German investigation is, is nowhere near to a conclusion, and it will be absolutely fascinating to, to follow it over the next few weeks and months.
1: Oliver, we look forward to your next dispatches then, and hopefully we'll get you back on the programme. To keep following this story and others we've featured on today's podcast, why not take out a Times of London subscription? Italian prison rugby union team Ladrola probably won't win anything this season because 13 of the 27-man squad have failed a drugs test. The team from the Larusso e Cotugno jail in Turin play in Italy's 4th division, always at home on the prison pitch. The aim of the club is to help inmates develop sporting values, teamwork and fair play. Ladrola is one of 10 prison teams in the Italian leagues. The club's president is former Italy international Walter Rister. He says the positive test results are bad news, especially because the players all signed a pact not to take drugs. It looks like the 13 will now be cut from the team.
0: It is quite a story, that one, Nick.
1: I've come down to floor 11 to speak to Sam Masters on the foreign desk. Sam, what have we got coming up tomorrow?
3: Well, loads of good gear,
1: really. Um... I'm sure you've already talked about But one thing that's perhaps quite interesting is uh, Jackie Goddard, our correspondent in Miami, is uh, taking a look at Spring Break, which you may know is the kind of opportunity all the Americans take to pile down to the beach and uh, behave badly. But they're behaving very, very badly this year. And there have been a number of murders and attacks and... um, Even the authorities attempt to kind of put on yoga mats and uh, therapy sessions for people have failed. And uh, the authorities are saying it's um, people travel down to Florida to settle scores on the streets.
0: Now, Nick, some say Marie Antoinette once famously said, let them eat cake. Maybe she didn't. But if she was around now, she might instead say, let them print cake. Sorry, what? Yep, you heard me correctly. A 3D printer has been used in the States to produce a cheesecake. It's taken researchers at the Columbia School of Engineering and Applied Science many, many failed attempts since 2019 to get to the stage of being confident enough to actually even consider a taste test. So the Times sent along its New York correspondent to give it a try. I caught up with Will Pavia earlier and asked him how exactly you'd print a cake.
2: People are perhaps familiar with how 3D printers work. They have nozzles. Usually, you might be printing something made of plastic or whatever, and you'd you'd uh, it, it, it prints in a 3D space, layer by layer by layer. So the same thing applied with food, and they and they had the, those, the equivalent of ink jets, um, but the ink jets were filled with uh, with uh, peanut butter or crushed biscuits, um, and they gradually built this cheesecake
0: but of course the only question i really wanted answering was how did it taste
2: it wasn't bad it, it, it did taste like something it tasted sort of like a big blob of glob of biscuity peanut butter with a bit of chocolate so
1: it doesn't look like the world's bakers should be worried about their jobs anytime soon so jenny what exactly is the point of all this effort for so little reward
0: well nick is funny you should ask that because that's another question i posed to will
2: 3D printed food is, is as he said, it. it's shareable. So <laughs> remember the scene in, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when uh, Willy Wonka has made a sort of television uh, setup, which which sends a chocolate bar uh, to the person watching the TV. Mm-hmm. And the person watching TV can reach into their television and pull out the chocolate bar. Well, I mean, they haven't managed that, but he sort of envisaged like people making 3D printed food would be able to advertise a, a new cake, say, and then a QR code would pop up on your screen you'd take a picture of it and send that to your printer and it would print what was on your screen
0: and that's it for today's World in 10 we're back tomorrow